When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. So the FDA advisory committee votes to give authorization for ages 5 to 11 for Pfizer's coronavirus vaccine, the mRNA vaccine. This news just in. And what I want to do is actually unpack it the way that my favorite pop star, Nuance, would with an alt-middle perspective. So let's look in the pros and cons of this and what's going on. Now, what you gotta understand, first of all, is FDA basically, their role is to say, yeah, okay, safety and efficacy are okay. Over to you, CDC. And CDC's role is then to say, okay, so who should actually get it? Of the kids five to 11, who should actually receive this vaccine? And this is where that nuance becomes important. So let's let's look at what's going on. 3,200 kids, you know, roughly half placebo, half actually two doses of Pfizer's vaccine at one third the adult dose. Now, this is interesting because from ages five to 11, apparently one third the dose is, is, is right. But the minute you turn 12, suddenly you get a full adult dose. So not sure about the nuance there, but that's, that's what they're doing. <clears throat> now, remember, one of the side effects of this vaccine, the main side effect, is especially in young males, is myocarditis, pericarditis, inflammation of the heart and the lining around the heart. And could it be that actually the higher dose does that more? Hmm, that's worth thinking about. So back to this, 3,200 split up. What they found was roughly a 90% efficacy at preventing symptomatic COVID in kids. That's pretty good. It doesn't surprise, I think, anybody that the vaccine actually works in kids. It really ought to. It works in adults. It works in adolescents. It was probably going to work in kids. The question is, so (laughs) what's the risk and the benefit of getting the vaccine? So this is where I think it's important to look into exactly these columns, because when it goes over to CDC, we want to, we hope they basically make a recommendation that makes sense in terms of risk and benefit for the kids they're pointing at. So let's look at the pros of vaccination in kids. All right, now understanding that in this small trial, we don't know the rate of myocarditis because there aren't enough kids in the trial to discover something that happens at a relatively rare frequency, right? So it's difficult to kind of really go granular. So they have to extrapolate data from older kids to go, oh, the myocarditis rate in older kids is this, let's extrapolate it when we're doing our pro and con analysis. All right, so pros of vaccinating kids. Well, kids get COVID. They don't get it as often as adults, but in the days of alpha and previous variants, it was actually felt not only don't they get it that much, but they actually um, don't actually transmit it that much. 
in the era of Delta, actually that feeling is starting to shift. Uh, as the virus evolves, it's realized, well, the adults are kind of knocked out. Some of them are vaccinated. Who are we gonna hit? Mm, the kids are here, right? They're probably not gonna die, most of them. <clears throat> they're probably not gonna do poorly, but they're now gonna get infected because Delta is just that contagious and they probably spread it too in households. So you would reduce infection rate and spread potentially by vaccinating a lot of kids because right now they can't be. Now, what about long COVID? Um, that is a thing in kids. It's not as common as in adults and presumably vaccination would prevent a degree of infection and a degree of long COVID. So you could help with that. Then you have the issue of MISC, <clears throat> this multi-system inflammatory syndrome of children. Now that's a real thing. So roughly 5,200 kids in the US and 46 deaths from that. It's this inflammatory syndrome of multiple organs. It's a post-immune effect. So you get infected. A lot of times you don't even know you've been infected. Then a few weeks later, you develop this syndrome. Uh, and that's a problem because again, these kids end up in ICU, they end up getting quite sick. Most of them recover, but <clears throat> it's still a big deal, right? Um, and you should understand too that natural COVID infection increases your risk of myocarditis, pericarditis by about 16 fold, at least that's one of the estimates. And uh, so you probably don't wanna get COVID if you can avoid it in kids, right? If you had a choice, oh, I'm gonna have them get COVID or I'm not, probably better just not to um, because of these things. Now, in some kids, they're going to get very sick and they're gonna die. And that's because typically they have comorbidities, whether it's obesity, diabetes, <clears throat> heart issues, um, lung issues, other tendencies to that, right? Immune compromise, they're gonna do worse. And right now there's no vaccine for them. So. The idea that especially those kids would do well with a vaccine is pretty clear, I think. Now, <clears throat> what's what's another benefit? Generally increasing immunity in the population. So there's less targets for virus, less replication, less chance to develop variants, et cetera. Okay, that's kind of a big picture thing. Now, also, why do we care about kids <clears throat> getting infected if you know the overall deaths in the country are like 520? It's not like, you know, a massive catastrophe, although 520 children is still a big deal. Um, well, one of the problems is kids' ICUs can get overwhelmed pretty quickly. And just by a sheer numbers game, if a lot of kids get infected rapidly, you're gonna overwhelm kids' hospitals. So then even kids that need regular care or ICU care could be impacted. So that's kind of the thinking on the pro side of it, right? <clears throat> now on the con side, well, first of all, there are some estimates that up to 40% of US children have already been infected with COVID, many of them asymptomatically. They don't even know it. And so they don't necessarily, we don't know how long that immunity lasts. We don't know how robust it is in children, but we could say it's probably not negligible, right? If you're extrapolating from adults. So why would you wanna put them through another vaccination with potentially the attendant risk of myocarditis and so on and so forth? And just, you know, sticking a kid with a needle if you don't have to is not something you necessarily wanna do. So the natural infection rate is one thing that we should think about. Like, are we already <clears throat> a little too late for a mass vaccination campaign for kids? The other downside here is the myocarditis piece. So myocarditis, usually it's reversible, it's this inflammation, we've talked about it many times, but it can th land you in the hospital as a kid. And it's all fun and games talking about 
heart issues in, in the abstract, oh, it's reversible and so on, until it's your kid that gets myocarditis, right? Um, then it becomes quite real. So it is a real downside. And the FDA advisory committee was quite torn back and forth about this issue because according to their um, analyses, <clears throat> when the, and, and again, we don't even know what the rate is in kids at this one third dose, we're extrapolating. So there's an uncertainty element here, which we have to put out there and say, we actually don't know, right? So you better take that into account when you're talking about like mandates and stuff like that, right? Okay, so the the data analysis they did said, okay, assume a certain amount of circulating coronavirus in the community, do the risks of myocarditis extrapolated from older kids um, versus the benefits of preventing you know death, MISC, all the other things, what's the balance? Well, it turns out if there's a butt ton of Delta circulating in the community, the benefits of getting vaccinated as a, as a child five to 11 actually outweigh the risks of myocarditis. But that flips when the circulating viral rate is lower, when the prevalence of the, of the virus is lower. Because then your risk of getting coronavirus is lower. You've 40% of you already have some immunity <clears throat> and there's not that much circulating. So now it's more risk than benefit. So you see how like these things are not, first of all, you have to acknowledge the uncertainty of it. Second of all, you have to understand that it's always looking at risk and trying to understand it and then making decisions based on what your own risk tolerance is for your child. Now, as a policymaker, you have to look at this and go, okay, so now it's off to the CDC. What's CDC gonna say? What FDA pretty much said, the, the, the committee, the advisory committee said, hey, <clears throat> one of the reasons we're gonna okay this is that we're just basically saying, look, it's effective and it's pretty safe, but in terms of deciding who gets it, CDC better do the right thing and make a good decision. Like certainly kids with risk factors should get this vaccine. And many of them are minority kids. And actually one of the FDA uh, committee members was saying that, he's like, listen, this is, the, we need to at least make this an option. Imagine you're the parent of a child <clears throat> who has some immune compromise or a leukemia or you know, a diabetes, obesity, uh, lung disease, and you, and they haven't been infected with COVID. And for that kid, COVID can be a huge deal. These are the ones who are in ICU, right? These are the ones who die. Um, <clears throat> now saying, okay, that's available. That's available for you. Oh, well, it would be a no brainer as far as I'm concerned for those kids to get that vaccine and it should be then available. So CDC should absolutely say that. Um, and that's important. I think that's why this is very important. Okay, but then they should look at, okay, what about the broader population? I think saying, hey, if you wanna make the risk benefit analysis for your child, it's available for you to make, here's the data, make your choice. Mandating that based on what I've seen so far, the data that I've seen, and again, it's incomplete and I'm open to having my mind changed with new data. But right now, if you mandate that for five to 11 year old kids, that seems to me absolutely ridiculous. Um, I'm not saying mandates for vaccines for kids are wrong. I'm saying with the data I've seen so far, to mandate a kid who's already had coronavirus to get a vaccine and it's a young boy and there's some rate of myocarditis, to mandate it for them to go to school seems to me crazy. <clears throat> now, I'm willing to be talked out of that with good data and good argument, but right now that's my impression. But that doesn't mean that 
like for my 10 year old, would I choose to get va a vaccine? With the data I've seen so far, I'd like to see more data on myocarditis, but she's female. Um, I might, I might elect to do that, right? Um, and because I, I just don't even want her getting COVID and she hasn't had it. So that's how I would make the decision for my kid. And I think we should treat parents as grownups, give them information, be transparent, understand where the uncertainty is. And I'm actually glad FDA is doing this maneuver, but now I wanna see what CDC does. And then I wanna see what people like Governor Newsom do in terms of policy in California. If it's a policy to mandate five to 11 get vaccines that go to school, I really disagree based on the current data. I just don't think the risk benefit is that clear. So now that's what I think. So. All that being said, now it'll be interesting to see what CDC does. The other thing I would love to see them do is figure out why is it that these kids can get a third the dose and have a pretty good efficacy, but we're giving <clears throat> a 12-year-old the full dose. Should those kids get a single dose? Now, Paul Offit, who was on my show, said, no, the single dose doesn't generate as much of that memory immune B and C T cell in the absence of prior coronavirus infection. But again, if we're assuming 40% upwards of kids have already been infected, maybe one dose as a general rule is a good idea. And it's certainly the myocarditis tends to happen with the second dose. All right, so that's the alt-middle on this. That's the nuance on this. Notice there's uncertainty. Notice there's gray areas. Notice there's science that we know so far. And then there's policy. How do you actually implement the science? They're not the same thing. They relate to each other, but they're not the same thing. And too often nowadays, we conflate the two. Second, if you start shaming parents for not getting their kids vaccinated, you can just go to hell, okay? Because we just don't have enough data to say as a policy, you gotta mandate this. That's what I take so, think, think so far. And again, you, the data may come out that changes my mind or compelling arguments. And third, Nuance is the best R&B artist. You know, all the shingle ladies. I don't know where that came from. All right, guys, do me a favor, share the video. If you like our way of educating, become a supporter, zdogmd.com forward slash supporters. If you're on YouTube, subscribe and hit the little bell so that you get notifications when we go live. I love you guys. I'm not even gonna talk about Facebook because they are an awful, awful, awful scourge on the face of humanity. And yet I have two and a half million followers there, so I can't abandon them. That's why I'm still there. Otherwise, based on conscience, I would leave that platform. All right, guys, I love you and we are out. Peace. Hey, it's Dr. Z. Thanks for getting through the whole episode. That's a huge accomplishment. <laughs> and so at this point, I just got to ask you for a few favors because it just helps us so much if you leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe. It, it just really helps the algorithm to get this message out to others. The second thing is email me, hello at zdogmd.com. I get all these emails personally. I can't respond to them all, but I need to hear your voice because especially on podcast, we don't have a comment section. And I wanna hear how this episode affected you, what you'd like to hear in the future, what you think we got wrong, what we think we got right, anything, anything, or just say hi. So that's really powerful. And the third thing is, financially, it helps us a lot to support the show in any way you can. And if you go to zdogmd.com forward slash supporters, you can join our supporter tribe on your favorite platform, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, wherever. What that will get you on those platforms is live shows with me that are exclusive for supporters. 
and access to our Zoom meetings where we talk about awakening realization and we share with each other our own experience. It's a powerful group effect. It's a community, really. And we support and love each other and share, again, through our own experience, how we're waking up. So, and that that ripples out into systems, into transforming healthcare and education and government. So it st- really starts with us. So join us there if you can. Again, zdogmd.com forward slash supporters. And I'm so grateful to have you with us.